Hey, welcome to the podcast, everyone. My name is Ian Madrigal, better known on the internet as the Monopoly Man. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to part one of Manage Engine's two-part podcast series with the Monopoly Man. I'm Sid, a product evangelist at Manage Engine, uh, the IT management division of Zoho Corporation, and I'm really excited to co-host this podcast. It's great to be talking with you, Sid. Now, today we're going to discuss the importance of data privacy in the internet age. But first, I wanted to tell our listeners a little bit more about my background. I'm a lawyer by training, working in Washington, D.C. I direct campaigns for nonprofits, focused mostly on corporate accountability and consumer protections, especially in the financial and tech space. These days, I'm best known for dressing up as the Monopoly Man and photobombing CEOs when they come testify to Congress. My creative form of protest has helped raise attention on issues of consumer rights and data privacy. And I'm a fan of your work, especially because you are able to bring to attention uh, something like data privacy, which is a really important issue for any citizen, and yet it doesn't get the attention that it deserves. Uh, Now, as a product evangelist, I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity to travel around the world uh, to engage ID professionals at my company's conferences. And this has allowed me to see at first hand regional trends in data privacy regulations and how IT teams and business leaders across the globe are responding to these changes. And that's why we're doing this podcast on data privacy, uh, which has now become an extremely important issue of our time. So let's get into it, the importance of data privacy in the age of the internet. As an activist, I think people connect to my Monopoly Man stunts because we increasingly feel powerless against these giant corporations that control our data. You know, for instance, the Equifax data breach affected 145 million Americans, which, by the way, is more than two-thirds of the adult population in the United States. And now that our whole lives are online, our most private data is vulnerable. The consequences of this are terrifying, frankly. You know, I think what works about Monopoly Man is that it flips the usual power dynamic and instead hits CEOs where they are most vulnerable, testifying on live TV. So, Sid, why do you believe data privacy is so important? Well, uh, for me, it's because of the really bad things that can happen if personal data falls into the hands of a malicious actor. Uh, Personal data plays such a big role, often unknowingly, in an individual's life. And most of us have our personal data all over the place without even realizing that. And personal data can pretty much tell everything about an individual not just their name or or where they live, but also about their credit card transactions, their healthcare records, their photos and videos, who are their friends, um, what are their shopping habits. Just so many aspects of our daily life is linked to our data in the digital world. So what concerns me most is the dangers that people can face in the real world because of their personal data in the digital world falling into the wrong hands. Uh, So Ian, as you're the Monopoly man, what's your take on data privacy and its importance today? So let's talk a little bit about why I chose the character Monopoly man. I mean, not only is he a pretty universally recognized symbol of corporate greed, but I think he reminds people that so many of these companies effectively have a monopoly over their market. That's why data privacy is so important. Consumers don't really have a lot of choice when it comes to tech. I mean, think about these huge corporations that dominate the space, right? Like, if consumers want to participate in modern life, they don't have any choice but to interact with some of these companies. 
to opt out, you'd basically have to boycott the internet itself, which really isn't very practical. So companies in this space have a huge responsibility. They need to be proactive and transparent about how they're protecting consumer data. The good news is, in the last few years, we've seen a big change in how governments are approaching this space. Uh, unfortunately, they probably waited about a decade too long, but I think governments are finally starting to realize that we can't rely on tech giants to just self-regulate. So elected officials are stepping in with new laws and regulations, which at least put some frameworks and best practices in place. Hopefully we'll start to see companies face serious penalties for misusing data as well. Um, and we'll dig more into the details of what these new rules mean a little bit later on in the podcast. But, you know, thanks to these new laws, I do expect that we will start seeing more standardized behavior around data privacy. Um, the tech space is going to need to stop operating like the Wild West with each company taking on its own approach. I think ultimately it's going to really benefit consumers to have more predictability and, of course, you know, some recourse we can take when our data is mishandled. Before these laws, there really wasn't much we could do to fight back, which is, you know, why I had to put on a costume and go embarrass these CEOs. Is there really wasn't a lot else that we could get done. Um, but hopefully now that consumers are armed with new rights, and in general, data privacy is a topic of growing interest, I expect that we'll see more consumers being proactive, taking steps to protect their own data, and hopefully exposing companies with bad practices so people can make better choices, um, you know, when they do have a choice. In general, though, I think data privacy is an area that a lot more companies are going to need to pay attention to and devote resources to. Are there any trends you've observed in this area, Sid? Okay, even before we get into the trends, first of all, I think it's really about every stakeholder coming together. Um, obviously, activists like you play a huge role to create an awareness to regular consumers to begin with. Uh, but ultimately, it's about more people realizing about some of these fundamental rights that they need over their own personal data. And then governments and lawmakers enforcing data privacy and data protection laws, and then businesses making changes to their daily operations in how they deal with personal data, uh, which includes how they collect, uh, process, use, and store the personal data of their customers. So I strongly agree with you about the need for standardization and standardization on how corporations deal with personal data of consumers, because that's how we can build reliability and trust in our system. And with regards to the trends on what these laws are typically mandating, two salient aspects that we've observed are number one, granting rights to citizens so that they have more control over their own data. Uh, this is the idea that an individual's personal data is something that they truly own and should have control over. You know, just as they might own a property or a car, data is also something that they truly own and must have control over. And number two is holding businesses accountable for ensuring the security of their customers' data. Uh, this means businesses are liable for unlawful processing and disclosures of personal data. And of course, this comes with paying hefty fines for non-compliance. And I've observed this in several countries which are bringing their own data protection laws. Um, and while they go by different names and are implemented by different governing bodies, they are all talking about implementing very similar ideas around data privacy. Uh, but Ian, um, I'd like to ask you, 
Um, are there any changes that you would like to see going forward? We'll get into more specifics later when we talk about new government regulations, but there are a few changes I'd like to see companies make around data privacy, um, you know, even outside of these laws. The first is to build data practices with an opt-in mentality. No one should build a business around tricking users into giving them more data than they'd knowingly consent to. Um, you know, that's just not a product that's helping anyone. Um, and it's only going to make you money in the short term now that we have these laws that are punishing that kind of behavior. Um, second, you know, really don't collect data that you don't need, especially personal information that would help hackers with identity theft. There's so much unnecessary data that companies have on us because Silicon Valley has been operating from a mindset that more information is always better. But I think now we need to start seeing data hoarding as a potential liability, something that can really cost us, not just something that can make money. Next, you know, don't keep user data longer than you need to. Be sure to regularly purge your system of outdated information and put time limits on how long you keep user information when a consumer stops using your product. You know, then, of course, encrypt your data wherever possible and limit employee access to customer data. Make sure only employees who actually need access to specific kinds of user data have access to it. Um, Password protect office computers and servers to limit access. Be sure to change your passwords whenever an employee leaves a company. That can be really important. And then finally, you know, be sure to just educate all of your employees on data security. Think about the folks who work in customer service or sales who regularly interact with user data, but probably don't have much training in data security and best practices. You know, not all of us work in IT, not all of us know the risks that we're taking uh, every day. And so just make sure all of your folks have the information they need to operate safely and really to ultimately save you money from these kind of penalties we're seeing now. Are there any things you would add to that, Sid? What's Manage Engine's approach been here? So Manage Engine is a division of Zoho Corporation, and our company has been around for more than 22 years. We've always adopted a privacy-first strategy in our business model, even before these things were being mandated by law. Um, our CEO, in fact, has ensured that we are strongly committed to ensuring the privacy of our customers, and it's really become a part of our business philosophy. Um, in the time that I've worked here, I've seen tremendous efforts that are in place to take data privacy very seriously at the organizational level. And in light of these new data protection regulations, we've been ramping up our measures. Uh, for example, you mentioned how it's important for an organization to spread awareness on data privacy, especially to its non-technical employees. And with regards to that, I've seen how our internal IT security, compliance, and legal teams do several exercises to ensure that data privacy and information security are intertwined with our daily business operations, like marketing, sales, uh, and customer support. Well, it sounds like Manage Engine is taking data privacy seriously, but what about other companies? My impression is that companies are paying more attention to this issue now that there are laws and regulations in place. But these legal standards should be used as a model and a baseline, not a ceiling. You know, companies should protect their users' data because it's the right thing to do, not just because they can face liability if they don't. It feels like there's another massive data breach pretty much every few months at this point. All these companies need to step up and protect consumer data proactively and notify users immediately when there's a breach, even if it makes them look bad. Especially because I think, you know, consumers are becoming more and more interested in this issue. So protecting data is not just the right thing to do. It also seems like a smart business decision. 
However, consumers still need to exercise their rights and be vigilant. Um, but companies really do need to do their part to make tech a more consumer-friendly space. Absolutely. I'd also like to add that while I agree consumers are definitely thinking more about these issues lately, it's not to the same extent in every part of the world. I think it's safe to say that in a place like Europe, for example, um, some of these issues and historic legal cases around data privacy actually led to a monumental regulation, which is the GDPR. Uh, but in terms of consumer awareness across the globe, I, I think it's it's slowly gaining momentum now. Uh, and I think data privacy is extremely crucial in developing countries as well. Uh, for example, um, in India, where I live, uh, we're talking more than half a billion people who are on the internet. And a large portion of these people have come online only in recent years and are like first generation internet users. And, and they may not be aware of the risks associated with improper methods and processes for data collection and usage by corporations. So that's why I think regulations become extremely important to force businesses to make data privacy and information security a business priority and ensure the protection of their consumers. Um, so I'd like to wrap up this podcast uh, by saying that regulations around data privacy are increasingly getting stricter. Um, and I hope uh, that the growing awareness about issues surrounding data privacy are taken seriously by consumers, businesses, and governments alike. So thank you for tuning in to this podcast and stay tuned for part two, which will be released next week, in which Ian will talk about a major data protection regulation that came into effect at the start of this year in California called the CCPA and also discuss the consequences of a data breach. So thank you for listening and bye for now.